Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. Again, that is at SWAT Radio Talk. Well, today's Tuesday. And uh, what's uh, going on in the news today, Doug? A little weather out there going on for you people. Be safe in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, it is rainy here, and uh, no, it's not that cold. It's only 58 degrees, but it is rainy, so be careful. Apparently, you know, uh, it, I don't know what it is. I saw two wrecks coming in. People mm-hmm. just have these fender benders, and um, so be careful as you're driving. Don't get distracted. I also yeah. saw about 100 people <laughs> doing different <laughs> things in the car. Probably shouldn't. Meridian, you guys are cold over there, man. It's 45 degrees right oh, now. Wow. That's, I'm glad it's almost 60 here. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the cold, but mom and dad, y'all stay warm over there. And uh, up in Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach, you guys are, uh, you know, you're rocking about 41 degrees too. Mm. So it's cold up there. And, uh, man, I feel for you folks yeah, up there because right. uh, – <laughs> That's why everybody's coming to Florida, yep. right? Florida's the land of uh, no mask and the sunshine. Yeah. Yep. There was a lot out this weekend, by the way. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you saw a lot. The beach was very crowded. but uh, It was a nice weekend. It, it really was. Saturday and Sunday was real nice. Our girls went riding at a uh, place called Bit of Faith Ranch. Mm. And Bit of Faith Ranch uh, ministers to uh, kids that are autistic or Down mm. syndrome. They have... get kids to come out and ride horses and work with horses and therapy yeah Yeah, so big shout out to them thank y'all for uh loving all my daughters there where are they located it's in nocatee oh okay Uh, and so uh yeah if you want to know more about it uh let me give you the website real quick because they uh is a a really neat ministry uh again it's called bit of faith ranch in nocatee and uh you just go to bit of faith uh, ranch.org and uh, uh, about adaptive writing programs for those with autism and related disabilities so again bit of faith ranch out there my girls did that they had a blast out there um uh, unfortunately uh we have dr seuss added to the cancel culture yeah. i don't know if you saw that yeah. the uh <sighs> six of the books uh that he wrote and it was the the i guess the foundation or whatever that's in charge of his legacy uh said we're not gonna uh publish these anymore so <laughs> this is a result yeah. by the way of critical race theory and i just confirmed that uh on march the 25th we are going to be uh having daryl harrison and virgil walker Sweet. of the just thinking uh-huh. podcast they did a phenomenal uh, researched uh, broadcast uh, this past week. Thank, I think Brad shared it or you shared Brad it. Brad shared it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I really appreciate it. It was great. 
on critical race theory, its history, uh, a critical theory, where it came from. They're going to be talking about that on March 25th. You definitely want to tune in for that one. And just this Thursday, too, we're going to have Justin Peters, who Justin Peters does seminars around the country called Clouds Without Water. He talks a lot about healing. We're talking about the healing in Acts 2 today. So that is a uh, another great guest interview on Thursday this week, Justin Peters. You don't want to miss that. And, um, you know, Taylor, uh, but Dr. Seuss, really? Canceling Dr. Seuss, yeah. uh, his books. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, it's like this. If you go into any situation, you remember I shared weeks ago about the whole uh, lie thing, getting like a cockroach in your brain. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you're told something enough, you can start to look for it. Yeah. And it shapes the the way you see things, and you actually are able to see things. And I don't know if you saw there was a uh, a soccer player who was a vet. He was a Paralympian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because he spoke out against, uh, you know, kneeling for the anthem, mm-hmm. and he got a lot of grief for that. Uh, and the people who are giving him grief for that haven't lost their legs in combat. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, here's a guy who gave up his, I mean, he gave up his body mm-hmm. to uh, help defend freedom. And and now he doesn't even have the very freedom that he sacrificed yeah. for because people are trying to cancel him. Well, I think the board that he was on removed his seat, right? Yep. Yeah. They did. So, yeah, that's And 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 all he was trying to say is people misread into a lot of stuff that people are saying and you have people so afraid even within the church and you know, you sent me an article today that was just re- very disappointing. A lot of you people out there may be familiar with uh, an organization uh, called Bethany Christian Services. My wife and I adopted a little girl from China that was part of a bamboo project they put together to adopt children with Down syndrome. I think they were some of the first children to be adopted Mm. out of China with Down syndrome. And uh, it's one of the nation's largest adoption and foster care agencies. Bethany Christian, the name Christian being in the title. Yeah, and it uh, is the largest Protestant uh, organization, right? Yes, it yeah. is. And uh, they um, they have been a faith-based agency supposedly for a long time. But uh, now they have announced that uh, they are changing in regards to placing children with LGBTQ parents nationwide effective immediately. And that's very disappointing because um, it's a significant departure for them. I mean, they've been around for 77 years. And um, they have uh, placed, you know, 3,400 children in foster homes and 1,100 adoptions just in 2019. Mm. And so uh, they have offices all over the United States, 32 states to be exact. But uh, 
the New York Times, which is not a conservative news organization at all, they could care less about whether you're believers or not. Um, they quoted some of the people that support what they're doing, saying for far too long, the public witness of Christianity has been anti this or anti that. And today they're going to focus on serving children in need, which that sounds great, but that's just a way of couching it. Mm-hmm. Truth by, by uh, the nature of truth is exclusionary. Yeah. And when Jesus uh, taught the people, he said, listen, it's better for you to have a millstone hung around your neck than to mislead one of these little ones. So I can't think of anything much more damaging uh, than to place a child into a home that not only um, uh, is an aberration of what God's design for family is, but then to uh, model that for that child, leading that child to believing that's normal and okay. Yeah. That that's just it's terrible. And so I wrote them. And if you're out there listening and I would encourage you to write them. And I will share what I wrote uh to them and would encourage you to go to their website, let them know. World Vision did the same thing a couple of years ago. Mm. Within 2 days they reversed course oh. because of backlash. Wow. And I'm praying that enough Christian Brothers and sisters will reach out to them and say to them, please don't do this. Don't compromise your standards. The reason it listed in the article by the New York Times that they did it is because they're tied into state organizations. They're afraid of losing different things. But all I said in my uh, note, other than identifying myself, is if you refuse to repent and continue down this road, Please change the name of your ministry to Bethany Services. Take Christian out because putting a child in the home of people whose idea of family is a perversion of God's intention is not only wrong, it's misleading and dangerous to children. And then I quote Luke 17 where it says it's better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck. Uh, Please repent and trust God for provision and resources, not the world. That is the issue. And, you know, I'm, I am I wrote Jim Dennison. You know, we talk about the Dennison article, the Daily article. He puts a lot of good stuff. But yesterday he put something in there about holding up as an ideal uh, a church that supported the rebuilding financially of uh, a mosque. And I just think we're seeing compromise all the way around as believers. Listen, we should encourage each other if, 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 if I'm saying something unbiblical or doing something unbiblical, I hope you will, will reach out to me. I, I don't, um, I don't, I, I'm flawed and I can say stuff, you know, Taylor and I get talking and sometimes we say things not realizing that it even comes out of our mouth and in an effort to be good or to try to give an example. And so I, I don't know. I think their intentions are good, but man, they made, I think it made a huge mistake. And so I would reach out to Bethany Christian Services, reach out to Jim Dennison, go to the Dennison Forum, and send them an email. Send out, send something to Max Lucado too, for that matter. So uh, 
that's what we got to do as believers. We got to help hold each other accountable, and and that's what it means to walk in truth. So. Yeah, that's right. We are up against the break, so we will be back with more in just a minute. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding that is even if by mercy me. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us just before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, Bethany uh, Christian uh, Adoption Agency. That has come out with a statement uh, in the past day, uh, today I think, yeah, and and said that they were going to now be um, opening up their people who are available to be parents to uh, children who need adoption or foster care services uh, to parents who identify as LGBTQ plus AI. What you know the whole. Whatever it is, yeah. transgender, it, I mean, there, there's a whole group as plus. It includes a lot. And so, uh, you know, here, here's the, the thing um, that it said in the article that they, they wrote about it where they interviewed people that, uh, that their, their new approach is something of a tightrope act, attempting to establish a clear, consistent policy of inclusion that doesn't rattle its core constituency and meaning believers the inclusivity resolution passed in january which which last a month and a half ago which uh, eliminated took it out the 2007 position statement on marriage being between one man and one woman the new statement does not endorse same-sex relationship, but it doesn't affirm traditional marriage. So, so is that compromised, Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it, it appears to me, especially when it says the policy, which was quietly approved mm-hmm. by the 14-member national board, uh, 
So I don't know. It's it's a really disappointing thing uh, to have. And so again, uh, one of their or one of their um, groups, you know, their uh, what are, I'm trying to think of the right word uh, when they have a location out there, like one of their locations in Mississippi, uh, they basically parted ways with the mm-hmm. national organization uh, over the change and said, you know what, we're not going to do that. Uh, in fact, it, that happened in 19 when. Uh, the organization changed its policy in Michigan uh, when they because they were uh, going to lose funds um, that didn't accept gay couples. And see, that's mm-hmm. the compromise. Who, mm-hmm. if if you're truly, I mean, I think back of George Mueller. Some of you may not know who George Mueller is. George Mueller took care of two thousand orphans mm-hmm. over in um, England, and he didn't even ask people he prayed Hmm. he just prayed and trusted god to provide and he did um and so now we're talking about um there was a cover story in world uh not i don't know if it was in 19 or 20 that said giving up and it had a hand waving a white flag from behind a desk Hmm. and and that's what i think some of us are doing i think that's Mm -hmm. what max lucato did i think that's what they're doing Timothy Keller. Yeah, yeah. They're they're all pulling back and compromising in a mm-hmm. way that is just not cowardly. It, and and yet they're couching it in languages that makes it sound like Jesus love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's I mean, that's that's what they're doing, which is what you know, can cancel culture is doing too. They're they're making you go down this road or they're gonna cancel you. And so the question for you as a listener today is what is it going to take for you to compromise? Is it money? Is it, is it not getting money or, or government approval or government whatever? I mean, what what issue will cause you to compromise? You know, I think for a lot of people it's going to be the desire to have the status quo and comfort, and they're going to hear something from the pulpit that says, oh, you know, it's actually okay and it's actually you know, uh, a Christian virtue to compromise on the truth and compromise on the gospel. And I, I think you're going to hear that out of the pulpit a lot more in the coming years. And that's going to lead people to say, oh, you know, well, it's okay. Like with this uh, uh, this Bethany thing, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people who just, oh, well, you know, they're, they're really trying to be loving. And nah, it's it's not a big deal to them because we've compromised on truth and we've abandoned the gospel. And that's not a new thing for the church well uh that one of the leaders in the organization said that listen becoming technically open to lgbtq plus clients in a few locations would not significantly affect our work this is what he said however you know over time it just got to a point where it became untenable to have this patchwork of practices bethany was ready christians are ready so now yeah. we're moving forward. And they also list down there a survey from Barna that found one-third of Christians believe sexual orientation should not determine who could foster or adopt. Well, I want to know which one-third they're talking to. Are they posers? Mm-hmm. Uh, because posers are going to tell you what the world says. Yeah, Posers are going to tell you they don't care what god's word says they don't care what his truth is um and bethany's now going to offer training to all employees which means they're indoctrinating other people 
with this compromise to open more families and more churches and recognize that there are going to be people who may not be happy, they say. So, so they're not only compromising, they're now, you know, quickly advancing an agenda that's anti-biblical principles. It's anti the truth. It's anti the gospel. They yeah. are now effectively joining in the war on the side of Satan. If they're, they're, they're not just going to say, oh, you know, we're just going to let this go. They're, they're going to try to indoctrinate churches and their own people who work for them. That, that's, that's more than just passively letting something go. That's actively affirming uh, the, the LGBT uh, Q agenda, which that, that, that goes even worse than just what the headline would say, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and you, you, I mean, just if you read some of the comments, I'm a Christian person and I rejoice at this news. Jesus' heart is always with the most marginalized. And so that's how they couch it. That's how they, and people who are are even baptized in the Spirit can be misled. Why? Because you have people who, uh, who knows who's endorsing this. But I, there's no way that it is going to be beneficial to a child to be in a home that's a perversion of God's design for a family. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean it, it, it's it's going to be it, it misleading him, thinking or her that or they, if you use the proper mm. uh, pronoun in our culture now, uh, it's going to mislead them into thinking, okay, this is normal, this mm-hmm. is acceptable. And why is it, do you think, that um, that they can get away with using the language of, you know, the church, you know, quote-unquote church language to mislead people? Why is it there's so many people who don't understand, uh, you know, the biblical perspective? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know what I'm saying? That that they can be deceived by Jesus' heart is always for the, mar- the, the marginalized as and, and say, oh, well, you know, then we have to go by this. Where is the the teaching from the church that is applicable to what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? The truth is the truth, but if you shy away from it and you don't speak about it, how are people going to know? You know what I mean? I mean, obviously you got to take the responsibility, you know, for yourself to study the word of God, but you would like to think that the leaders of the church would be out there doing something. And, you know, since what the Johnson amendment in like the 60s or 70s, the church has really just pulled back from really speaking about cultural issues in a way that's relevant. Well, and people people are saying congrats to Bethany leadership on, uh, you know, their controversial decision for Christ-centered inclusion. <laughs> we know where Jesus would be and what he would do. Thank you for – this is what people are saying. And – so really? Woke theology. Yeah, it, it appears to me that Jesus would, if he were here, he would say, he would say, if you want to adopt, adopt, but go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. That's what he would say. He, he, Jesus, Jesus never affirmed sin in anybody. He never mm-hmm. affirmed that that was a good thing, and that's where the breakdown occurs. Mm-hmm. He loved the sinner. He never affirmed sin. And never assumed that uh, he never affirmed that their sinful behavior was good or acceptable in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I just think that uh, 
This is just another area of compromise, and it's one of the reasons is because we have lost the preaching of God's word. There's a famine of God's word. People aren't preaching the truth. They're not preaching gospel-centered messages. They're not preaching because in a gospel-centered message, there is a weight of our sin mm-hmm. and our rejection of his leadership, of of his word, and uh, we're going to look at that this week at SWAT when we have our teaching this week on Peter's second sermon. He just flat out lays out an indictment against the people as he preaches to them. When's the last time you've been in a message and you felt like you were in a courtroom being indicted? <laughs> That's not very popular in the seeker-sensitive movement, not very popular in churches. And you go, it's supposed to be uplifting. Yeah, it's uplifting after it reveals who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at these messages and acts, man, they are just power punching to the core of people so much so that they are literally, it says, cut to the heart. They're, they're stabbed. It says, and you go, yeah, but that was because they crucified Jesus. Well, what do you think? Put him on the cross. It's Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. sin, just like their sin. And so, um, as we look at this text today and this miracle that Peter did, um, we're reminded that the one who they crucified is alive today because of the power we see. And um, in this particular text, we're looking at Peter healing a guy who is lame, and he is doing what his master did. He's healing in the same way. Jesus healed a guy over in uh, John 5 who had been lame for 38 years. This guy had been lame 40-plus uh, years. And uh, today we're looking at the power of, to heal um it's the spirit's power it's in his timing it's his resources it's not ours and remember that god is authenticating his word about messiah through his people and with his power and we're going to focus on the power part today all right stick with us we are up against the news break we'll be back with more after the news before we go we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors ace door and window as well as a special thanks to our sponsors tom neal trucking and a special thanks to our sponsor jeff andrews of highway to eternity ministries if you would like to sponsor the program please email us at doug at swatradio.com that's doug at swatradio.com and you can also follow us on facebook and twitter at swat radio talk is the handle that is at swat radio talk We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you local listeners listening here in Jacksonville at 91.7, St. Augustine at 91.9, and folks in Georgia at 91.3. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the news. to SWAT Radio. That was Ren Collective with a Rescuer. If you are just joining us this week, we are looking at Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, uh, titling this The Personal Ministry of the Church. We're looking at 
um, when Paul, or excuse me, not Paul, Peter and uh, John were walking to the temple and um, a miracle takes place. I guess we talked about it yesterday, so I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. No, 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 it's okay. You can, I want you to uh, read. We're, we're in Acts chapter three. I'm going to have you read one through seven. You read one through 11 yesterday. The, the whole section we look at is one through 11 and um, d- during this week, and w- we look at how God authenticates his word about Messiah. The Messiah was prophesied back in the Old Testament, and here's the problem for the people that were around after Jesus died and was resurrected. They knew the prophecies about Messiah. They knew Jesus' claims about Messiah. They knew that he had did miracles. That word had spread. But what they didn't know was about the resurrection because he did not appear to everybody. He appeared to his witnesses, his mm-hmm. disciples and others, 500 up in Galilee and and others that were in Jerusalem. And so now his disciples are his apostles. They are the sent ones. There's 12 of them that are going out with special, unique gifts And I emphasize that. Remember, to be one of these 12, you had to have three qualifications. You had to be with him from the beginning since he was baptized by John. That was a very narrow group. Mm -hmm. You had to be also a witness of the resurrection. That was a narrower group. You also had to be personally chosen by him to be one of those apostles. There was 11 uh, Judas was chosen for a different purpose. He didn't. He was not to testify afterwards. He had a different purpose, and so they replaced Judas with Matthias. So now you had twelve apostles that were there to be the the verbal witnesses that Jesus is Messiah and He's come and He fulfilled all the Old Testament prophecies. So they had these unique abilities and gifts to be able to heal people. Uh, to be able to do different things, so much so that they said that if Peter's shadow just fell on somebody, mm-hmm. you know, they, they could be healed. I mean, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Yeah. And we're not talking about psychosomatic uh, illnesses. We're talking about people lame, uh, somebody being raised from the dead. We're talking about verifiable congenital birth defects. And so uh, in this text today, um, Peter, we see, is with John, his dynamic duo, that they often did things together. And yesterday we looked at how God authenticates his word about Messiah with his people. And and you see Peter and John going to the temple. And at the exact moment that they're going over there, the third, I'm sorry, the ninth hour in the afternoon, it was the uh, evening sacrifice time where there would be this big crowd God does another sermon introduction for Peter. The first one was he poured out the Holy Spirit for the first time. People uh, spoke in different languages. There was this whirling sound like a whirlwind. There was a um, a fire, like tongues like a fire. People were going, what's going on? Is everybody drunk? These people are speaking. And so that was an introduction. Peter preached the first message. 3,000 people responded to the gospel. In this section today, uh, we see God doing a miracle to get people there and to authenticate the word about Messiah through his people. 
and with his power working through them. Why is that significant? Because they were his disciples. They were his apostles. So if they were like Jesus, they would do the things he did, right? Mm -hmm. So in John 5, Jesus healed a man who was lame. Here, Peter's about to do the same thing with John. They're there together in community, and they're going to do that. And so we talked a little bit yesterday about healing, and there's no healings referred to in any New Testament church except in the book of James where they were told to lay hands. But I'm convinced through looking at the text that's about spiritual healing of the person, not physical healing. Uh, No occasion occurring in the book of Acts where healing occurs without an apostle being there. And so healing was a gift for believers. Uh, I'm sorry, it was a not a gift for believers to make them better. It was a sign to unbelievers to point them to Messiah and to authenticate his messengers. And that's what you're going to see. Uh, before the completed canon, God validated his, his, his messengers through signs and miracles. So today we have God's word to do that. Today we can read the gospel accounts. We can read the letters where Paul talks about it, and it authenticates uh, that Jesus was that Messiah. So read 1 through 7, and we're going to look specifically at how he authenticates his word with his power through his people. So, All right. Uh, starting in chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man, lame from birth, was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, excuse me, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Yeah, may God bless his word there. His power. He uses his power to authenticate his word about Messiah through his people. And so notice what happens at the end of verse one when it was. It was the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, which was the evening sacrifice, and at exactly the time that Peter and John were going up, there was a lame man who was laid daily there. Every day this guy was laid there being carried at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those going in or people to give. Now, the beautiful gate is also called the Nicanor gate, 75 feet high, 60 feet wide, huge gate going into God's temple. If people were going to God's temple, it meant that they were religious. They, in their minds, had to earn favor with God by doing good things like Mm -hmm. giving alms. So that would naturally be a place where a beggar would want to hang, right? Mm -hmm. Because if people are feeling bad about stuff they've done, they can equal out the balance by giving out money to a poor guy. So that's why they were there. But notice the guy was there and he saw Peter and John about to go in and he asked to receive not healing, but money. He asked him for money. 
he didn't he didn't ask them to heal and i think that's an interesting point to bring up about god's sovereignty so often you hear fake healers not faith healers they're fake Mm -hmm. healers on tv and around the world who talk about an amount of person's faith you know you just need more faith or you need to have a greater faith you need to believe did this guy believe that they were going to heal him he didn't know he was asking for money and the same thing happened back in john chapter five if you remember when jesus was at uh, the pool of bethesda and he went up to the guy who was lame there. He said, hey, do you want to be healed? And he said, I don't have anybody to throw me in the water. That guy had no faith in mm-hmm. Jesus. Did Jesus heal him? Yes, he did. He healed him because it wasn't about that guy and his healing. It was about Messiah. And the same thing here. It's not about the guy. You ever seen that that video? It's not about the nail stuck in the head with the lady. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that. It's a funny video that's viral out there. Um, it, but it's not about the guy getting healed. It's about Messiah. And that's the problem with people all in this fake healing movement. They make it about themselves. Now they throw Jesus name out there and it's all about the Holy spirit and it brings glory to the Holy spirit. That was, it was not the purpose of healing to bring glory to the Holy spirit. It's to bring glory to Messiah who then glorified God. Mm-hmm. That was the purpose. And so he didn't ask for healing. There was no requirement for him to have faith there. And so we see God's sovereign timing there, and we see God's sovereignty in the healing itself. And that brings up another point about whose resources did it take to heal the guy? Did Peter, notice what Peter said. He said, I don't have any gold or silver, by the way. That's a nuclear bomb to the prosperity gospel. (laughs) That just blows that Mm -hmm. right out of the water. Because wait a minute, Peter, you're supposed to have gold because you believe in Jesus. You're one of his greater followers, man. You're supposed to have all this stuff. And he goes, no, I don't have silver gold. But what I do have in the name of Jesus, Messiah of Nazareth, which in other words, that means by his authority, by his power, and by his will. Now, Peter didn't just utter that because he thinks i'm going to heal this guy he was moved by the spirit and he reached down in faith and he pulled that guy up and when we come back i want to make a an important distinction i want to share a story that dallas jenkins the uh the writer and director of the chosen series mm-hmm. which is a series about jesus it's a mini it's kind of a tv series about jesus that he shared something one time and it stuck with me and it really has to deal with this idea about God authenticating his word about Messiah through his people and his power. It's his resources, not ours. So often we get trapped into thinking it's our ability to get resources to him to use. Mm. Like I'm thinking even of Bethany Christian services today, mm-hmm. the reason they're compromising is they don't want to lose state funding or state contracts, and they're they're bowing the knee to use your language yeah. to really a pagan a pagan leader, mm-hmm. not to Jesus yeah. to a new religion too. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but when we come back, I want to talk about this idea of uh, not our resources but His, and uh, then we can take calls if people want to call in. 
Yeah, so if you would like to call in, you can call at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be back with more after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker that is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, today we are looking at Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, and this week we're looking at chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 11, talking about uh, Peter and uh, John and the healing of a lame man on the way to uh, the temple in the ninth hour of the day. If you'd like to join the discussion um, or you have any questions, you can call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. Hey, uh, one one last thought, um, and then people, people can call in, that, uh, you know, um, Dallas Jenkins, who wrote and directed uh, this this series called um, The Chosen, was really struggling at one point early on uh, about uh, either the series itself or about just his career. He he is, uh, what's his name, son, right? Uh, Jim Jenkins? Jerry Jerry, Jerry Jenkins, yeah. yeah. But um, he was struggling and was trying to figure out how to make it work, how, you know, he just, the resources and all this. And he was really discouraged. And one day he was reading through emails that people sent him. And I guess people knew he was struggling and somebody wrote him an email and said, uh, Dallas, just remember, it's not your job to feed the 5,000. It's your job to bring the fish. And it's a really great insight for whoever wrote that because God isn't calling us to give what we don't have. 
Peter, Peter said, I can't give you what I don't have, Mm -hmm. but I can give you what I do have. And what did he have? He had the Holy spirit. He had the Holy spirit's leadership and he had the authority of Jesus Christ. And so if you make a bold proclamation, like rise and walk to a person that's been lame for 40 years you better be under the leadership of the Holy Spirit because otherwise when you lift him up, he's mm-hmm. going to fall. Mm-hmm. And when you are under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to screen who walks up on your stage at a healing service yeah. if you're there to heal people for the glory of God, if you have that gift. Peter didn't have to screen this guy. He didn't do psychosomatic illnesses. This guy was lame for birth, and he reached down under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, he pulled this guy up. This guy's it, in, in the the language that is used here by Luke of uh, it says that he immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Think about that power for a second. That creative power released at that moment. I mean. In, in a moment of time, God strengthened his tendons, mm-hmm. his muscles that had not been used for 40 years. I mean, I mean, I see people that have been walking for 30 years can't leap. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't. I mean, he, he, he got up and he just started walking. He didn't learn how to walk. He just started walking and leaping. Why? Because it was a creative miracle by the power of God to validate and authenticate his word going through his people about Messiah, revealing his power. And why is that significant? Well, because Peter is about to preach a message that's going to indict the people who are are influenced by what they see. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who know this guy and by the way, I may have said this yesterday, and if I did, did I'm going to say it again because I think it's worth noting that in Luke chapter uh, 10, Jesus sent out 72 people to heal people and cast out demons. In Acts so far, when we read about acts of miracles and signs, it's only the apostles. Those same 72 people that went out in Luke 10, they're not all healing people here. Mm -hmm. They're not all doing miracles here. Contrary to what some modern day fake healers are trying to teach people to do and teach people to do these things. And they're writing books about this stuff and growing their coffers and their bank accounts because it's not about the Messiah. It's about them. And, I know that's a strong indictment, but really, Satan can counterfeit a lot of things. And I mentioned the other day he counterfeited uh, the miracles Moses did mm-hmm. with with the wise men of of Pharaoh. They weren't they weren't God followers. They mimicked what God did. But who who was the glory going to? There it was going to them. It wasn't going to God, and so. This power that authenticates his word is from God, and and God's not calling you to give what you don't have. He's calling you to give what he gives you, wherever that is, 
And it's not your job to feed 5,000 people. It's just your job to bring the fish that he blesses to do it with or however he, he wants to do it. And I think that was a really, really good point. The other thing I think I said, I did say this the other day, that Jesus had gone to the temple multiple times during his ministry. He probably walked right by this guy and never healed him. Mm. Think about all the times he, we know he he was there when he was 12 years old, but he wasn't healing people then. But let's just jump to when he's 30. He still made three trips a year minimum to Jerusalem, to the mm-hmm. temple. So that's at least nine times he would have walked by. Didn't heal him. Why? Because healing is not about the physical healing of a believer. It was a sign to unbelievers of Messiah in relation to the Gospels and in Acts to the messengers of Messiah to authenticate them prior to the word being completed that we have in our Canaan today. Yeah. And you know what I, re- canon, yeah. what I really like about uh, th- this uh, passage is, I don't, to me, just reading through it, like, seems like, you know, Peter and John was walking up with some, you know, some swag. Like, they was pretty, uh, you know, manly, I guess, the way that the whole uh, scene is laid out, which is, you know, they're walking and, you know, you're, they're going in probably to uh, preach the word. So they're going into a, a somewhat hostile environment. And uh, this guy says, hey, uh, can you give me some money? And they, they both look at him and say, hey, look at us. And then proceed to say i can't give you anything but i'll uh can give you what uh what i do have which is christ and stand up and walk you know and then picks him up with his right hand you know and oh now he's up and walking it's just it, it's a pretty cool just the way that i read it it's a pretty cool uh way to to see it unfold and i think it it kind of runs a little uh against the grain of kind of what you usually hear from the churches you know, you don't a lot of times see that man man the masculinity in its proper context and you know when you read through the bible you see that with jesus a lot and then now you're seeing it with his uh his disciples as well yeah and you'll notice we're going to be in dealing with this subject for the next couple of weeks right because next week we're going to be in peter's message that happens but it's not just peter It's Peter and John's message. It says in chapter 4, and as they were speaking to the people, Mm. Peter's listed because he's primarily the the leader, but they spoke. I mean, stop and think about it. If there were 3,000 people there, let's say there were 30,000 people, they had no voice amplification system. Yeah. So Peter, I, I, I personally believe that what we see here in this text is not everything Peter said or John said. It's representative. But to your point, it doesn't say anything about the other disciples, both in chapter 3 and in chapter 4. And um, it, um, it, it talks about they added to people to them. But really, chapter 3 and 4 is about Peter and John, the dynamic duo for God. I mean, they're just... They're out there, like you said, going to the temple, the very place where the leaders hung out that said crucify him to Jesus, Mm -hmm. and they're going to get them here in a minute. They're going to arrest him, and they're going to talk to him and tell him not to do this, and it's all because of this guy. 
Now, it takes me back again to John chapter 5. They did the same thing with Jesus, but because he healed on a Sabbath. So you have this, you, you see this, uh, this really this mirror of their master. Yeah. And I can't help but believe the people didn't go, hey, didn't we see this with Jesus kind of a thing? You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would imagine that the same, uh, you know, seeing some attributes that have now that were with uh, Christ now manifesting in the way that they carried themselves. You know, it talks about Jesus setting his face towards Jerusalem and, you know, the kind of referencing in the Old Testament, talking about setting his face like Flint. And like, like I said, talking about them, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a respect that, you know, reading that is like, Oh man, that's, that's hard. That's respect. It, 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 you took, know? it took some strength. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the strength was in the Holy Spirit. I'm convinced mm-hmm. that as they went back, they went in the power of the Holy Spirit. But I don't miss this point that when Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. He recognized a power deep within him mm. from Jesus. And my question for us, and really if you're listening today, I think far too often we think that that power is relegated to a few uh, of God's people, but it's in all of us. The same power that Mm -hmm. was in them is in us. You know, Billy Graham, uh, he he died um, three years ago. It's hard to believe it's been Mm -hmm. that long. Mm -hmm. And he was a simple man. But he preached with a boldness and had a power that was Holy Spirit driven that took him to presidents Mm -hmm. and leaders of other countries. And without question, he didn't compromise on sharing the gospel with them, even if they didn't believe. Mm -hmm. So I hope you'll stay with us tomorrow. We're going to come back and talk about why he validated his messengers with this power. So come back tomorrow and join us. Yeah, we'd love to have you come back as we finish up Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. You have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual